a psalm that speaks to giving our fears to God and trusting that God hears our sighs and counts our tears is Psalm 121. Hear the word of the Lord. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Amen. I was with some friends from youth group in high school. We were at the beach, and uh, I don't remember what we had done up to that point in the night, but at some point after dark, someone said, hey, wouldn't it be neat if we stayed up all night on the beach and watched the sunrise? So we said, sure, let's do it. And so on the beach, we talked and we laughed. We didn't sleep a wink. And as the sun rose, we were wide awake. A couple years later, I'm in college, worst academic semester of my life. I will not give you the details at this moment. Not surprisingly, there was a test in the morning. It was late at night and I was not prepared. So I studied through the night, didn't sleep a wink, never went to bed. Not surprisingly, I did not do well on the test the next morning. It was late at night. We were in Sanford before our boys were born. We got a call and a teenage girl in our youth group had died in a car accident. So we all gathered at the hospital and then we gathered at the home of her parents. No one slept that night. I'm sure her family has continued to experience sleepless nights 20 years later. But that night, too much grief, too much shock, too much pain, too many tears to cry, no room for sleep. What are the times in your life where you have not slept at all. You stayed awake through the night. Maybe there were some times of joy. There was too much energy, too much excitement. You were too invested in what you were doing to go to bed. You had to stay up. Or maybe there was a task that had to be completed by the morning and you just stayed up until the task was done. Or maybe there was a crisis, an illness, and you needed to stay up with the person that you loved. Perhaps you stayed up with a loved one as they walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Or maybe there was pain and joy as you stayed up through the night in labor and delivery and your baby was born. There are moments in each of our lives where sleep is way down low on the priority list. 
and we stay awake all night. But there's at least two things that all of these examples have in common. Whenever we have a sleepless night, whenever we choose not to go to bed, we eventually will have to sleep, right? Whether it's the next morning or whether we make it through to the next night or whenever, we will have to sleep. It's a part of being created. Sleep comes with being a fallible, finite human being. We need sleep. That's the first thing that all of these examples have in common. Second thing they have in common is that there was something that was happening that was more important than going to bed. There was some event or some person or some experience that, that meant we needed to stay awake and attentive through the night. Psalm 121, verse 3. He who keeps you will not slumber. Verse 4, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The psalmist in this context is not talking about the truth that God does not need sleep, although that is true. Sleep is something that creatures need. It's not something that the one who created us needs. And so we marvel that our creator does not need sleep, but something else is going on in verses 3 and verses 4. It's like all those times when there was something that required our attention that kept us awake at night. The psalmist says the Lord never sleeps because the Lord is constantly watching over us, constantly alert to our lives, constantly attentive to you, to me, and to all of creation to celebrate the truth that the Lord does not need sleep is simply to say that God is always paying attention to us. And that is beautiful and wonderful news, especially for the psalmist in Psalm 121. Look again at verse one. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where will my help come? The hills in this context are not a place of beauty. This is a traveling psalm, and the psalmist who is traveling to the hills is not looking for some mountainside retreat, lakeside retreat in the mountains, not looking for the great view to be peaceful and to be still. Although those occasions are wonderful aren't they, when we get to experience them? No, in this instance, when the psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the hills, it is an acknowledgement that there is danger in the hills. There's a journey. This is a traveling psalm, as we said, and we see the hills coming, and we know that in those hills, bad things could happen. A foot could slip on a rock. A foot could slip as we climb on the path, and so... Verse four says, excuse me, verse three says, he will not let your foot be moved. Traveling through the heat of the day means that the sun could cause heat exhaustion, sunstroke it is often said. So verse five says, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. In ancient times, people often believed that the moon might make you crazy. And certainly in the hills, there were bandits to be aware of hiding behind the rock. 
And so verse 6 says, The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7 says, The Lord will keep you from all evil, from bandits and anyone else who will seek to do you harm. Why can the psalmist speak so confidently of God's protection? Because verse 2 says, The Lord is the maker of heaven and earth. The one who made all things has the power to protect us. And why can the psalmist speak so confidently of God's presence and attention? Because the Lord never sleeps. The Lord watches over us all the days of our lives. And so in this traveling psalm, the psalmist celebrates God's provision, God's care and presence, and it is a beautiful thing. But Psalm 121 does give us a dilemma because there are times when our feet do move and we fall. There are times when bandits come our way, when people do us harm. And there are times when evil impacts us personally. How do we square our experience of suffering, our experience that not everything always goes our way in life? How do we square that with the confidence that Psalm 121 speaks of? Well, there are lots of ways to do it, but for this morning, I suggest we look at this dilemma of our experience in comparison to the words of Psalm 21 by remembering that Psalm 121 was a song that pilgrims sang together on their way to Jerusalem. Look at your Bibles if you have your Bibles out. Whenever you read the Psalms, there's, in most translations, they'll list the, the number of the Psalm, in this case, Psalm 21. Maybe they'll list a theme of the Psalm. And then in between the listing of that theme and the beginning of verse one, there'll be these words in smaller print and in italics. And so for Psalm 21, 121, those, that smaller print says, a song of ascents. Psalm 120 through 134 compose psalms that were sung by pilgrims as they ascended on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was in the hills, in the, in, on God's holy hill in the mountains. And as the people were traveling to worship, in Jerusalem, as they were at times moving up, they would sing songs together, traveling songs, songs of ascent. I was trying to think about connections uh, in, in our day. The only thing I could come up with was uh, as, as children, sometimes when we're on a school bus or an activity bus, going to a camp or going to some activity, we often sing songs together to get us ready for the trip. But it's a natural human thing to do. You're, you're traveling, you're going somewhere together. You, you sing a song, you sing a song on your way. Michael Card, 25 years ago, uh, took this imaginative journey with, with this Psalm and tried to, to think about what it would be like as, this, as the pilgrims are traveling and singing this song he imagined it might have sounded something like this. Imagine being together with a dozen or so of your 
sisters and brothers in this congregation and, and walking up the hills toward Jerusalem. I lift up my eyes unto the hills from which shall come my help. My help is from the Lord God, maker of heaven and earth. He will not give to the moving of your foot, nor will slumber he who keeps you. Behold, he'll not slumber, nor will he sleep. He who keeps Israel. You sing that song not as a prediction that God will make everything work out for you the way you want it. You sing that song to know that you are not alone on the journey. And in the singing of the song, God gives you courage to face whatever it is that lies ahead. This is not a, a guarantee that God's going to make everything work out right now. It's a poem, it's a song of faith that speaks to who God is. And when we can sing this as pilgrims going up to Jerusalem, or when we can sing this in our hearts as a congregation, whatever it is that we are facing, we know that whatever happens, God is with us. For the Lord does not sleep, and he keeps us. And he gives us courage to face the struggle, to face the illness, to face the challenge, and to fulfill the call, the call to do something for the Lord placed on our lives and placed on our congregation. The Lord gives us courage and hope, deeper courage, deeper hope to be present and faithful through all that we experience in life. And so the pilgrims sang this song as they made their way to Jerusalem. But then verse eight, the last verse of the Psalm, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. It's not just about the pilgrim, pilgrimage to Jerusalem. It's a, a journey verse and it's a journey Psalm to apply to all of our life's journey. The Lord through Jesus Christ keeps our going out and our coming in. And ultimately through the life, death, resurrection and return of Jesus, we believe that God will work everything else out for us and for all creation as the kingdom comes and God's will is finally and fully done on earth as it is in heaven. But until that day, the Lord keeps us, keeps our going out and our coming in. Six times in this psalm, a form of the word keep is used 
Uh, verse 3, he who keeps you will not slumber. Verse 4, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper, verse 5 says. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life, verse 7. Verse 8, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. Keep not as in making everything work for you, but keep you in the palm of Jesus. Keep you secure in who you are in Christ. Keep you in the sure knowledge that whatever happens in this life, heaven awaits in the kingdom of God beyond that when Jesus returns. Death and sin and evil, the devil, the demonic have been defeated by Christ, his death and his resurrection. Because of this truth, because of this reality, we can trust that the Lord in this life always keeps us, always walks with us. The Lord is our keeper. Do we have any soccer fans among us? Soccer fans, soccer players. There's one position on a soccer team, one person on the field for each team that can use their hands. And that position, that person is called the goal keeper. And so if an opposing player kicks the ball towards the keeper's goal, the keeper can catch it, the keeper can pick it up, the keeper can deflect it using her or his hands, only person on the field that can use their hands, the keeper. Now, the keeper is not the only defensive player on the soccer team. There are other defenders in front of the keeper who try to kick the ball away before the ball gets to the keeper. However, the other defensive players usually have their backs to the keeper and they don't know if the keeper is behind them. And so when the keeper has clear access to the ball and can get to the ball before the opposing team can, but the other defensive players don't realize it, the keeper has to communicate. And what the keeper, I'm sure different keepers do it different ways, but what I always hear in the soccer games that I seek is I hear the keeper saying very loudly one simple word, keeper. Keeper, which is another way of saying, get out of the way and let me catch the ball. Keeper. And it's a beautiful thing to hear the keeper yell with confidence, keeper, because the keeper can say, I've got this. And it's even more beautiful to see the other defenders trust the voice of the keeper step back, resist the instinct to kick the ball, step back, trust the voice, trust the keeper, and allow the keeper to grab the ball. And so it seems to me we need ways of reminding ourselves that there is a keeper at work in our lives. Perhaps we don't need to yell keeper every Sunday in our worship services, but may this Sunday, may this moment be the reminder that in each of our lives and in our church, there is one who is our keeper. This keeper does not prevent all goals from being scored, doesn't make everything work out for us, but this keeper 
always sees us even when our backs are turned. This keeper is always walking with us even in the midst of our responsibilities. The defensive players don't let the keeper do everything. They still have responsibilities, but they know the keeper is always behind them. God doesn't do everything for us. This psalm that was sung as the pilgrims sang this song going up to Jerusalem, it did not produce in them a, a casualness where they say, hey, we don't have to worry about the sun. We don't have to worry about the bandits. The Lord's going to protect us. No, the song focused them so that they gave more attentiveness to the conditions. But even, if they, even as they did this, they knew that the Lord, their keeper, was with them. And so as we remind ourselves that the Lord is our keeper, as we place our trust in the Lord, as we sometimes, the Lord has to yell at us to get our attention. More often, the Lord speaks quietly as we hopefully are still enough and listening. When we hear that voice of our keeper, like those defensive players allowing the ball to come past them, may we trust, will we trust in the Lord? who never sleeps and who is always with us. It's a beautiful psalm. It's a traveling psalm. It doesn't take away the truth of our experience, the truth of the biblical experience as we look across the pages of Scripture. It doesn't take away the truth that followers of Jesus are not immune to suffering. But it does mean that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that whatever we experience, the Lord never sleeps. That is, the Lord is always with us, always watching over us, giving us strength. And wherever our journey takes us as individuals and as a congregation, we can trust that the Lord keeps our going out and our coming in. We find deeper courage and deeper hope. Why? Because the Lord is our keeper. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people said, let's pray together. We give you thanks that you are Lewis's keeper and you are Parker's keeper. And so we pray that they still a little wet behind the ears from this moment on will grow in their faith and their courage and their hope and their knowledge of your constant presence with them. Whatever struggles they face, whatever challenges that are to come, may they trust in who you are as their keeper. Whoever in this moment is facing a challenge or who is suffering or who doesn't know what's going to happen next, I pray that the knowledge that you are watching over them and that you are their keeper will give them courage and hope and strength. 
You've placed a call on every one of our lives and you've placed a call on our church, Lord, to do your work in the world, to give witness to the love of Jesus Christ so that others may come to know him as their savior and Lord, as their keeper, and to work for your kingdom so this world may come to reflect more of your purposes, more of your will. You've called each of us and you've called us as a church and you've called the churches of our community to this work. Forgive us, Lord, when we fail to act with courage and hope on the calls that you have placed on each of us. May the truth that you never sleep, that you always walk over us, walk, watch over us, that you keep our going out and our coming in, may this truth give us the courage and hope that we need to do the work that you call us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, oh God, we pray that as we sing, you would help us to listen to your still small voice, that we may know once more that you never sleep and that you are always with us and that you keep us. It is in the name of Christ our Lord that we pray.